Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the cheat sheet edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and just a reminder, a programming note for all of our friends and fans that are out there, this is a quick hits, fast facts format of our show, just to give you some uh, statistics and quick notes on this Sunday's upcoming game between the 5-7 and seven Pittsburgh Steelers and the 8-4 and four Baltimore Ravens. So if you crave a little more in-depth analysis, I encourage you, highly encourage you to check out yesterday's show with Believe Network's Daniel Wilcox of the Believe in Ravens podcast. Some uh, great stories, not only back from when Daniel Wilcox played with Baltimore, but also some insights just from the other side and from a player. Really, really awesome. And once again, thank you to the folks at Believe and Daniel Wilcox as well for joining me on that program. Uh, just a little bit of another quick note, folks. Uh, got my hands on something here that would be a great Christmas gift. This actual episode is brought to you by Dubliner. And the Dubliner Pittsburgh Steelers Limited Edition Irish Whiskey. This is just a uh, a phenomenal package here to take a look at. Uh, if you're looking for something, a special gift for that person that has everything in Steelers Nation, I, uh, I highly encourage you to head on over to DublinerWhiskey.com. You could go to the full URL. It's slash US slash Steelers dash partnership if you want to take a look at all of this. And it discusses is the deep Irish roots and the partnership between the Dubliner, uh, or the Dublin Liberties Distillery, home to Dubliner Irish whiskey, as well as uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, homage to the city of Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation, and of course the ties with the Rooney family through all the years. Uh, this is a very this this thing's like this is amazing, like just celebrating 90 seasons of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You could find this. Unfortunately, you're probably going to have to find this over in Pennsylvania, uh, particularly even Western Pennsylvania. You can head on over. They got a map over on their website with all of the different places that this is available. And this is a limited batch release. It is a blend of perfectly balanced whiskeys aged at least three years in the finest American bourbon casks crafted for Steelers Nation by the Dublin Liberties Distillery, a proud partner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, once again, uh, check that out. It's a beautiful bottle, uh, even all the way down to having the Steelers stripes right over uh, on the on opening it right on the neck of the bottle there. I mean, it's, this is just a beautiful thing. I don't even know. Uh, like, this is going to be something great to enjoy, maybe even a little pregame. Uh, <laughs> little adult beverage there. So check that out. That is just uh, phenomenal. And thank you to the folks at Dubliner for hooking a guy up. I don't know otherwise how I may have gotten my hands on this thing. It's available, sold out in some areas, so you don't want to delay. Go and uh, pick up the rest of the stock that's out there. So jumping back to... Uh, the task at hand, this is the Cheat Sheet Show. Once again, thank you for joining us wherever you may be watching or listening. The Pittsburgh Steelers head into Sunday's game, a 1 o'clock affair at Acrisure Stadium, hosting an AFC North rival that they have yet to play this season, the Baltimore Ravens, who are currently in the lead of the division. All eyes will be on this game because of the major news, maybe, 
He's only listed as doubtful for this game, but hasn't practiced all week. That is quarterback Lamar Jackson, a major, major, major key figure and a huge blow if he cannot go for the Baltimore Ravens. That will lead the way to, um, is he a second year man? I got to look this up now, but we know an experienced guy, Tyler Huntley. Yeah, I don't like just dumping on uh, the unknown when it comes to quarterbacks. Uh, you just never know. Uh, Huntley got a lot of experience last season when Lamar Jackson went down and Baltimore's season kind of went in the dumps, and it's looking like they're going to probably lean on him once again for Sunday's game. Huntley last year, 1-3 as a starting quarterback, completed 64.9% of his passes for uh, a little over a thousand yards, three touchdowns and four interceptions. He's not quite Lamar. He took 18 sacks on those 188 dropbacks. So he could be gotten to and he could be forced to create turnovers. Um, and they believe his QB rating, uh, nah, it's QBR. I hate QBR versus rating. Okay, so his rating last year is 76.6. He was 27 to 32 last week in relief of Lamar Jackson for 187 yards. He did have an interception, um, took two sacks against Denver Broncos. They were able to eke out a win by a point 10 to nine in a very low scoring affair. And just on that note, this game doesn't look like the bookies are seeing it much differently either. You've got without Lamar being on the field, the over-under is 37. The Steelers are minus two and a half at this one. Oh, man, I'll tell you, this is um, this is going to be some classic AFC North wa uh, warfare here. These teams match up very well. And without Lamar being out there, he's an additional weapon. Not always having the best record against the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, but uh, still somebody you got to respect. You got a rookie and Kenny Pickett on the other side who the Ravens are going to want to rattle. Uh, Kenny has not thrown an interception. The Steelers haven't turned the ball over on offense since the bye week, and that reflects their recent turnaround with their record. So while the Steelers are 5-7 and seven on a 5-win team and the Ravens are an 8-win team, it's a tale of two seasons right now since the bye week. You've got the uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, thus far since the bye uh, not averaging a whole lot of points here. They put up uh, 13 and a win against the Carolina Panthers, 13 to three. They had a one point loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars down in Jacksonville. And then came around last week to only scoring 10 points to the Denver Broncos nine. So they are two and one in that span. The Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, have only dropped the one game to a division rival Cincinnati Bengals who got their eyes on this one as they got their hands full with the Cleveland Browns team. That has beaten Joe Burrow in every encounter they've had thus far since Burrow entered the league. Steelers are three and one since the bye with uh, that uh, 37 to 30 loss to the Bengals, and they've been able to muster a little bit more of offense with 2024 20, and 19 points and some uh, kind of I'd say tight games. Right? Too many people think it's too tight, but it's not Minnesota Vikings tight. And Minnesota got a great record because they find ways to win that game and you hear that now now all of a sudden uh, about the teams them in Philadelphia it's always about the worst whatever record team we heard that with the Steelers ages ago <clears throat> during the COVID season so the Steelers actually believe it or not they lead this all-time series against the Baltimore Ravens 32 to 24 with of course that January 9th end of season win um, in Baltimore last year in overtime, 16 to 13 at home. The Steelers last one 20 to 19 
Remember John Harbaugh deciding to go for it with Lamar Jackson and TJ Watt in his face. So the Steelers lead all-time series 32 to 24. They lead the home slate 19 to 11 and away. It's an even Steven 13 all in the postseason. The Steelers are three and one against the Ravens and the Steelers. Um, I believe if they won the past four, is that correct? Let me double check and make sure that that is right. Yeah. NFL reporting won the last four. It's kind of hard to believe because you would think out of all of the teams that the Steelers in the AFC North might have a streak against, it wouldn't be the Ravens. <laughs> so uh, Ravens, uh, once again, looking at the injury report, Lamar Jackson is the biggest name on the list so far. I'm going to pull this up for all of you to see. Uh, wherever you may be, if you're watching, I'll try and read this off as best for you that catch the audio version of this program. On the Steelers slate, nobody is officially ruled out. You've got a few questionables. Najee Harris, um, Chukwama Akora for Chooks, Larry Ogajobi, and Cam Hayward. Hayward was only a uh, day of rest anyways. They have no status for the game. So once again, uh, Najee Chooks and Larry O all good to go for that game, as is Cam Hayward. Uh, listed as questionable, Malik Reed, TJ Watt, and Deontay Johnson. Uh, Watt dealing with a rib injury and Johnson with a hip that just cropped up as of late. The Baltimore Ravens have like a list that goes beyond like scrolling the entire screen. So let's see if we can fit as much in here as possible. Um, the, a bunch of uh, days of rest. I'm just going to skip over all of those and just get down. We talked about Lamar Jackson being doubtful. Questionable status for Patrick McCarry, Marcus Peters, Delshawn Phillips, Patrick Queen, Kristen uh, Welch, and Kevin Zeitler. And I would expect pr pretty much everybody on that list should be a go for this game. Uh, this is a big one. Ronnie Stanley did not practice on Friday, but he doesn't have a status for this game. So this might just be more of a, a day of rest to make sure that they have him available. As is the same, Morgan Moses also got a day of rest. They gave a lot of rest to guys, Calais Campbell, Tristan Cologne, Devin Duvernay, and uh, Justin Houston. Um, Marcus Peters was also a rest also, which was kind of like, okay, he got rest. He didn't practice two days, but so maybe that's why they list him as questionable. I hate I hate the NFL thing. At least, uh, you know, they got rid of probable a few years ago, and you don't have to deal with that one uh, any longer. Um, let's see what other news and notes we got. Of course, this one's being played in Pittsburgh. Uh, Mike Tomlin. 159 and 92 and two 16 years at the helm with the Pittsburgh Steelers. His counterpart, John Harbaugh, in his 15th season with the Baltimore Ravens. He's 145 and 92 overall. Isn't that just interesting? Huh? Both uh, 92 uh, losses, but no, no ties on Harbaugh's record. He is uh, 13 and 15 against the Steelers. Uh, so a little bit on the losing side, but almost even. Whereas Mike Tomlin is 16 and 14 all time against the Baltimore Ravens. This particular contest, this one's going to air on uh, CBS. So check it out locally, Pittsburgh. That's going to be KDKA. NFL Plus, if you're in the local market, as well as Paramount Plus for your streaming coverage or wherever else you might grab that, like a Hulu Live TV or YouTube TV. If you happen to be watching, it's going to be Kevin Harlan with the call, Trent Green with the color analysis, and Melanie Collins 
with your sideline reports. On satellite radio, you can hear the Steelers feed on Sirius 136, XM 230, and on the internet on 826. The Ravens are on 111, uh, Sirius 111, XM 385, and on the internet at 802. Forgot to bring up the map, so uh, if you're in the green, you're going to see the Steelers. That's most of Pennsylvania, except for you know the whole forest area up there that pretends it's upstate New York, uh, through portions of West Virginia, Virginia, and down through to Carolinas. But this is a, a little bit more of a diverse map than we've had in in recent weeks. Usually, this whole thing is just like one solid color. So, uh, despite there being a lot of teams still on a, a, a late bye week this week. There's a lot of different football games for folks to watch across the country. So make sure you fall into one of these areas uh, as necessary. And if you need to catch this map or see it somewhere, we have it on uh, steelcityunderground.com on the article version of this cheat sheet, as well as the source for it, um, complimentary of 506sports.com. Pittsburgh Steelers, let's see, uh, Adrian Hill, Referee for this game calls about the fourth most penalties in the league. So he's yet another guy that, uh, yeah, this is this could be really bumpy. This could be a rough game. Uh, we're going to see um, the Steelers at home for the first time in two weeks after back-to-back road wins. And uh, a 19-16 win at Atlanta last week. I had mentioned that the Ravens were also a winner last week, 10-9 to against the Denver Broncos. Currently... Uh, the Steelers and Ravens, uh, where they rank. Points scored per game, the Ravens are 12th overall with 23.8. The Steelers are 17.8, though. It should be noted the Steelers have um, have done better on that end since the bye week. Steelers are currently averaging. I could do my math real quick. Not in my head, of course, because that would be like... Steelers are at 23 and a quarter right now since their bye week and if we take a look at the baltimore ravens eh, they're going to average out somewhere about the same let's see well maybe not uh ravens are now at 16.6 points per game since their bye week which was a week later so that's only three games to the steelers four which helps skew that a little bit more but you could see there's some offensive struggles and of course that's going to happen when you don't have uh lamar jackson on the field he got dinged last week and pulled from the game uh, the Ravens, they only, they allow the ninth most points defensively in the NFL at 19.7. The Steelers at 23.1 are the 19th ranked defense. Baltimore is fourth with a plus six takeaway differential, whereas the Steelers are eighth with a plus three. Ravens, 26th in the league. Passing yards per game, Steelers are 24th. Actually ranked a little bit, just a just a smidge, 199 to 192. Seven more passing yards per average per game. That just shows you how much more focused the Ravens are as a run team. They are third in the NFL. They average 157 yards per game. That's 40 more than the Steelers do at a 117 average, which is good for 16th in the league. Defensively, these two teams, the uh, Ravens are 25th. Against the pass, the Steelers are 28th against the pass. The Ravens are second against the run, and the Steelers are seventh against the run. Uh, but there's about 25 yards difference there uh, with the Ravens uh, average per game. 
25 yards separates second and seventh place bear. As you can see, 25 and two against 28 and seven. And then likewise on offense, 12 and nine against 28 and 19. So the Steelers struggling a little bit more offensively. That's where you're going to get. I'm tempted to take the, take the under on this game still. I don't know. Uh, we're going to see if there's any further news on Chris Boswell too. He was just recently activated or brought to practice in the window, the 21 day window, but for DeMarvin Leal last week, that was like instantly boom, right back on the field. And this is a game where you're going to might have to count on these stellar kickers between Boswell. And of course, Justin Tucker on the other side of the field. So keep that in mind. Keep an, uh, keep a look out for that one. I can't wait that long to put this show out. Unfortunately, that's like a late Saturday by four o'clock transaction wire type thing. And I want to get the news out to you before like at least 24 hours before game time. Cause otherwise what kind of guy would I be? I got to get you the content, right? I gotta, I gotta bring it to the people. I don't usually do weather reports on this particular show uh, because it changes so much and I just don't trust these hacks. But I got to show you this. This is just, we'll pull it up a little bit bigger. Rain showers early with overcast skies later in the day, a high around 45 degrees, a little bit of wind, 50% chance of rain. This could literally be, if it rains in this game, this could be anyone's contest. It just makes the slugfest even worse, the war of attrition as it is. So if you end up going to Pittsburgh for this one, uh, you know, I'm going to be, I'm packing the poncho. You got to stay warm and dry, which is the two worst combinations for this time of year in December. We're almost at, we're, we're down to the wire when it comes to Christmas, right? Um, we're 24, well, 14, two weeks, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, maybe an extra day. My math is serving me correctly. So I hate wet and cold. I could deal, I could deal with cold. I don't really like wet. But when you add wet and cold, it's absolutely the most miserable, 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 miserable conditions for a football game. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers led by Kenny Pickett. So far, Kenny Pickett's just shy of 1,800 yards passing on the season. Uh, he has four touchdown passes to eight interceptions. And his counterpart, of course, on the other side of the field, uh, Lamar Jackson will not be there. Lamar does lead the team with 22-42, 17 touchdowns and seven interceptions uh kenny's flanked by Najee harris who has 671 yards on the season leading the steelers with four rushing touchdowns lamar jackson also the leading rusher for the baltimore ravens with 764 yards that's a 6.8 average and he has three rushing touchdowns on the ground pat fryermuth still leads the pittsburgh steelers in receiving uh fryermuth currently has 597 yards receiving on the season and one touchdown. That's just a, a tenth of a yard shy of a 12 yard average. Likewise, Mark Andrews, the uh, other tight end on the other side of the field, also leads the Baltimore Ravens. He has 56 receptions for 654 yards. So six more catches than Pat Fryermuth does. He's at 11.7 uh, yards per catch with five touchdowns on the season. And we'll see if they could get him going in this game as well. Yet another uh, major name to keep an eye out for Mark Andrews, favorite target of usually of Lamar Jackson. But when you're also talking about um, a uh, inexperienced young, maybe quarterback, you're going to have to see if he finds his safety blanket. So again, we talk about a lot of this on the other show. If you have a chance, please check it out. Uh, just Daniel Wilcox was just phenomenal. He was awesome. Um, 
sack leaders for these two teams. Defensively, they're led by Alex Highsmith for the Steelers with 10 sacks, Justin Houston with nine, Mika Fitzpatrick with his pick at the end of the game last week, just jumped into the lead overall for the Pittsburgh Steelers with four, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Williams. Uh, a pair of guys in the secondary, in this Ravens secondary, they both um, are tied with three apiece for the Baltimore Ravens. And let's see, Matthew Wright currently kicking for the Steelers. We'll see if it's Chris Boswell, but like I said, he's 7-7, seven to seven, perfect on point after attempt, 12-14 um, uh, from field goal range. Justin Tucker, 28-29 this season for the extra point attempts, 25 of 28 from field goal range. And that's because they'll let him kick it from 60. So uh, I'm not necessarily sweating. It's like, oh, Justin Tucker missed a field goal from where? Like the other end zone? Dude's got a leg, right? Dude's got a leg. Uh, some of the other just quick news and notes here too. Kenny Pickett last week, 197 yards and a touchdown for a career high uh, 90.9 quarterback rating. He continues to improve from week to week to week to week. He has had uh, uh, his quarterback rating climb. Najee Harris ran for 86 yards last week. He has 90 plus uh, all-purpose yards in three of his past four and a rushing touchdown in two of his past three. Uh, Deontay Johnson's looking for his third game in a row with five plus catches. He had uh, in the last home meeting between these games, of course, with Ben Roethlisberger, eight for 105 and two touchdowns. So it was a big game for him. George Pickens looks to recover this week after having two games prior with 50 plus receiving yards. He's still fourth amongst all rookie wide receivers uh, with 512 receiving yards and 37 touchdowns or 37 catches. Yeah, 37 touchdowns would be amazing, right, Joe? Woo, wake up, brother. Um, yeah, might as well. You know what? I'm going to show Connor Hayward there. He had his first career TD catch last week. We'll see if he continues to get going. Pat Fryermuth led the team with 76 receiving yards last week, 75 plus in two of the past three. And he had six catches last year or the last meeting in that overtime game. That was good for 53 yards. So he was a force cam Hayward with a sack last week. Um, TJ Watt is always a force against the AFC North always a force against Baltimore. He's looking for his seventh in a row against the Ravens with at least a half sack and fifth in a row with a full sack third in a row with a forced fumble. That's what he's looking for. So he's had a couple of, uh, he has his own little streaks going and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, of course, I mentioned his fourth interception of the season last week. He had seven tackles. He's had seven plus in each of the last two games, a pass deflection in four of the last five. Uh, on the Ravens side, I wish I could just pull up uh, Lamar Jackson's stats, but kind of irrelevant here. So let's talk about Tyler Huntley just a little bit more. Tyler Huntley in uh, Last week's game, 27 to 32, as mentioned, 187 yards passing. He rushed for another 41 and the game winning touchdown as well. So you're going to have to keep an eye on him. He is still a mobile quarterback and elusive. That game winning touchdown coming with 28 seconds left on the clock. So um, entirely 213 yards. Um, in his only career start against the Steelers last year, it was 141 in the air, 72 on the ground. 
um just a little bit that was january 9th still same year but different season right so i say last year but most uh that's his most recent start but he did get that action last week two 50 plus rush yards and three of his four career starts thus far gus edwards he's back um definitely needed they have a pair of running backs here he has 50 plus rush yards in three of four games a season Kenyon drake has a td in three of his past four on the road mark andrews as just briefly mentioned uh, a little bit ago, a major threat here, uh, as always, against any team he's up against. He's looking for his fourth in a row with at least 50-plus receiving yards. Last meeting, eight catches for 85 yards. And he does well as well against the AFC North, 85-plus receiving yards and four of his past five against division opponents. He's second amongst all tight ends this season with 654 receiving yards, and he's tied for second with 56 catches and those five touchdowns, so among the tops in the league. Also note, though, and this isn't to take away from Mark Andrews, but tight end has been just miserable this year for those of you who play fantasy football. Uh, Devin DuVernay had a career-high six catches last week. He could be a dynamic player as well. Roquan Smith, who came over from the Chicago Bears, led the Ravens now with 11 tackles and two for a loss last week. He's looking for his fourth in a row with at least seven tackles or more, and he has a tackle for loss in two of his past three. Uh, so he's been a force. Uh, Odafe Way had his second sack of the season back in, here last week, week 13. And Marlon Humphrey, he's looking for his third in a row with six-plus tackles and a sack. So they're going to send him on some DB blitzes. They're going to try and catch uh, Kenny Pickett sleeping. They will come after you from all kinds of different directions. The Baltimore Ravens will. This looks like it's going to be a fun game, folks. Hopefully I didn't have a brain fart and miss any of the pertinent information that I like to get across to you. But I think that's pretty much it. I even got the weather forecast in this time. So once again, I'm going to pull up that map one more time for the TV folks, because this is like, this is must-see TV, but it's not going to be must-seen everywhere. Uh, maybe part of that's a Tyler Huntley thing. I'm not sure. It's just a very odd one o'clock slate for the NFL where they don't have like, I don't know, four or six teams aren't playing uh, this particular uh, week on the bye. Yeah, six Falcons, Packers, Saints, Bears, Colts, and Commanders. That's just... It's just wacky, just wacky. Uh, I don't know. Late by might help some of these teams. And it's not like any of the teams have a winning record here either. So I'm like, maybe they get a little bit of a late season surge. We know the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking for it as well. This is a big, this is a huge FC North matchup because it doesn't really matter if Cincinnati wins or loses and jumps into that first spot. In my opinion, the Steelers just got to get those dubs within a division. That's also an AFC conference win. They got to knock Baltimore down a little bit and uh, being at six wins uh, at this point would be very nice. I'm not sure that anyone was expecting it. Six and seven climbing back to almost 500 with still some other winnable games on the schedule. We'll look forward to it from Akersher, eh, Hinesfield. That's what Kenny called it. Uh, shout out once again to uh, the uh, d for the Dubliner Irish Whiskey Pittsburgh Steelers edition from the uh, Dublin Liberties Distillery. I always say that wrong. I want to call them the Dubliner Distillery. This is Dublin Liberties Distillery. You will not miss this package if you head into the store. Uh, Steelers logos, black and black and gold, black and yellow. Yes, Wiz Khalifa is going to lead the terrible towel twirl and also have a halftime. Uh, I heard halftime video, so he might not actually be performing at halftime uh, for this game too. So black and yellow on my brain. Uh, looking forward to it, Steelers Nation. That'll do for me. I'm a little bit 
over the top here with this particular episode. I think it's just because I didn't get to do a couple of uh, my own singular rants with Daniel Wilcox. Check out that episode from yesterday as well as check out the Dubliner Irish Whiskey, and that'll do it. My name's Joe Kuzma. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and let's go Steelers. Here we go. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Baltimore Ravens. Man, AFC North ball, nothing like it. Until next time, as we always do on this program, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. 